What is up, people? You are listening to another episode of the Imperial Broadcast. I'm your host, Shamari Stewart, joined as always by my co-host, Kendall Stewart. Kendall, what is up? What's up, Shamari? We've uh, we've uh, been away for about for a couple of weeks, but we're back. Um, not a ton has happened since we've been gone, so it's not like you know we've missed uh, you know any major trailer drops or any major announcements uh, in the last few weeks. But you know it's a very rare episode where um, you know we have you know a major major Star Wars story major major star wars announcement happening on the day we're recording you know a lot of times we're the last people to talk about certain things but uh this week no we're the we're the first uh you know i don't know if we're the first but we're one of the first people you're gonna hear talk about um star wars outlaws uh new star wars game um being produced uh and you know just got announced today uh, we were recording this on Sunday, June 11th. Um, so we'll talk about that and we'll talk about some other stuff. Ahsoka, uh, we're hearing some more stuff about that series. So um, and we're seeing more stuff from that series. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that uh, as well. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, it should be, should be a good show. We have definitely have certain, uh, uh, plenty of things to talk about. Um uh, so also first, before we jump into those topics, I do just want to um, start the show off by expressing my condolences to um, to uh, Ray Stevenson and of course all of his um, all of his uh, loved ones and family and friends and um, you know of course you know all the people he's worked with that seem to have been greatly affected by his passing. Unfortunately, he did recently pass away um, unexpectedly. Um, if you, though, for those of you that don't know, Ray Stevenson was, or he is in the Ahsoka show that we'll be releasing. He was playing one of the dark side, um, characters, uh, who are still, you know, of course, largely a mystery at this point. Um, uh, you know, from everything we've heard from, or that I've seen and it, it, and, and just everything that I, that I just saw, it looked like he, you know, according to people that worked with him, they enjoyed working with him. They were impressed by his work. Um, everything that I've had seen him in, I've always been impressed by his work. So, I mean, it's, it's a sad loss and I did just want to express my condolences, um, uh, for that as well. Um, and Keno, did you, did you have anything you want to say on, on that note as well? Yeah, no, I mean, you know, like you said, it's a, it's definitely a sad deal. I mean, like you said, it was very, it was an unexpected situation, um, Sudden illness uh, is what's being reported. Um, right. You know, I mean, this is a guy that obviously, and you know, for our Hero Talk space, you know, he played the Punisher, he played Frank Castle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I believe it was Punisher Warzone uh, was, was his uh, version of Frank Castle, uh, which a lot of people thought was a better version of Frank Castle than the first one. So, um, uh, you know, Guy obviously has been been in Hollywood for for quite a while, and you know, gonna be you know he was at Celebration excited about his you know yes. his character in, in in Ahsoka, and uh, you know, you know it will be you know wild, but it's gonna be it seemed you know his last role, you know, 
Um, assuming that he, that there, there are another roles that he has, uh, in the, uh, you know, sort of in the, uh, in the chamber, but, um, but yeah, you know, I mean, again, we'll talk more about Ahsoka later in the show, but, uh, that was not, uh, the best news, uh, to hear, certainly not the best news to hear, uh, last week, uh, when that, when that happened. Yes, yes. Oh, it's, you know, just very sad and unfortunate. And, um, you know, it's like you said, always just something you don't want to hear. Um, but we did just want to, of course, extend our, our, send our thoughts and, 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 um, you know, our thoughts and our, our prayers to everyone, um, that knew him as well. Um, now, with that being said, we did want to jump into, uh, some of these topics. Now, Kendall, you did mention at the top of the show, that uh, we will be talking Star Wars Outlaw. Now, for those of you that don't know, Star Wars Outlaws is the Ubisoft um, open world um, video game that we had been hearing about for a while. Um, and Ubisoft is a video game developer. They happen to be one of my... They, they make a lot of... Well, I'll just say most of the games that they make, I usually enjoy. <laughs> Um, so I am definitely a fan of their video games, um, and I am very much looking forward to, uh, the release of this game. And I know they had, and they unfortunately have also had some, you know, issues with, with, um, um, negative, you know, workplace situations, um, reported by employees, uh, in the past. And that is very unfortunate. I hope that was not the case during the making of this game. And that those things have been sorted out. Um, but nonetheless, I am very much looking forward to uh, this new Ubisoft game. Now, uh, Kendall, I do just want to rant for a little bit about this game. Because go ahead. while I am, of course, now I qualify everything. I'm saying. I am looking, I'm going to buy the game. I'm going to play the game probably many tens of, tens of hours, if not hundreds of hours of I'm sure I'm gonna play the game a lot. I'm gonna beat the game. I'm gonna do all the, all those things. Regardless, it's it has Star Wars on it. I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to enjoy it. Um, but I think so. There's a couple things that kind of go into my feelings. First of all, the trailer that was released was very. Um, now I and mean, also I also want to note as well that we're recording this on Sunday, so there's supposed to be an Ubisoft showcase on monday june 12th that is supposed to show more of this game um so i have not seen that yet i'm sure next time we do the show i'll probably come in and have more to say but at this point we've seen a cinematic the cinematic doesn't show very much i'm, I'm just gonna go out and come out and say that we see on solo and carbonite this takes place between episodes five and six and um, and there is a young, a young woman who seems to be a scoundrel Han Solo type character that is running from crime syndicates in the, the empire possibly it looks like as well. That's about all we know. Um, you know, and it was a CV trailer. So there was nothing that I got from that trailer that, that really stood out to me. But there were things that stood out to me that I wasn't particularly happy about, <laughs> unfortunately. So first of all, it's more Rebels Empire. 
Okay. Yes. Um, I've talked about that or anyone that, that has listened to the show before. I probably talk about that about every other show. I want Star Wars to expand in terms of the time frames that they're willing to enter in and tell stories in. And this is yet another situation where we're telling stories in a time that I don't think that I think is very limiting in terms of how creative you can be, <laughs> to be completely honest. Um, we know this person is going to be running from the Empire. We know that's going to be a big thing. We know they may run into Inquisitors. They may run into, you know, Thrawn. They may run into, they may run into, they're going to run into Empire people that we've, that we've seen. Whereas if this took place in the, they're the, the Clone Wars Republic era, predating that, the High Republic era, or shoot, I'll take even take the sequel trilogy era, even though that's kind of derivative of the original trilogy. But I'll take even that. Maybe we get something new. Maybe we get some things where it's like, oh wow, okay, this is like you know, like so. It's just everything. It just has to be in this same era, and it's just very like I just finished playing Jedi Survivor. You know, it's like now it's another game coming out, and it's in the exact same era. And it's like okay, you know, and I love Ubisoft. I have a lot of doubts that this is going to be as good as Jedi Survivor. I just do. So there's another game that's going to come out, and and this this isn't about Jedi. So that's a, I, now I'm certain this isn't going to be as good. <laughs> Which leads into my second issue, is that this is about this is about a scoundrel. This is another Han Solo type character. Which just for me specifically, that's never been my particular favorite type of Star Wars. I'm very into four C type mysticism the the magic of the force and the, the lightsaber fight all that kind of stuff that's my favorite stuff everyone has their different types of favorite flavor of star wars that they're into and i i enjoy that about star wars as well this is not the scoundrel han solo type stuff is not the flavor that i'm into right the, or that's not the one that's not what gets me into star wars so you're telling me there's an open world game. And I'm like, wow, okay, that's exciting. You're playing a female Han Solo. All right, well, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, you know, all right. It's one of those things where it's like, I know this isn't necessarily a female Han Solo, but th- just that type of character. And it's like, okay. I mean, I'm hoping, I don't know anything about this character. Um, there's also people that are, very, a lot of people seem to be very upset that this is, that you're not able to customize this character. Um, I, yeah, I, it's funny because that that crossed my mind. Yeah, but like I don't know. I think it's one of those things where I think I think games in general that should just be something that is like normal to having games is not being forced to play with. But I think it's hard because there's motion capture involved with a lot of these roles. So right, you can't just have a customized character. I think when with AI and the the advancements in technology, it'll be easier to just have anybody be able to play with anybody. But um, that was my initial thought, just because I think it's just like a you'd rather play with somebody that that you know that you're more familiar with and you know you you relate to more or whatever. It's a, it's a demographical thing sometimes, but um, yes. But I but you know take my own take my own selfish reasons out of it um you know there are you know there's a lot of female star wars fans that you know 
had to play with Cal Kestis. And we're like, man, I wish I could, you know, turn this into more of a Mara Jade, you know, type of character than a, than a sure, Cal sure. Kestis character. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to complain that now there's a, a female character that you have to play with as the main character. Uh, but I, but again, I think overall though, I think that I'm not surprised that that's something that people are complaining about. Cause I did just think that that's natural. Yeah. I mean, I think it's natural. Um, I think it's just, I think so. So another thing just, just for me specifically is, um, I agree with you that I think it's, it's good that there is, we're getting a different, uh, like a diverse pool of different types of characters that you can play with male, female, etc. Um, I feel that pool can be diversified even more, which that's a whole other argument you can make. Like I would have liked to be able to play as a black, whatever guy or whatever. Like I still yeah. haven't been able to do that. So I yeah. mean, if we're, if we're really taking tallies on that, but, <laughs> I, mean, but I, mean, I mean, I'm just saying, but like, but even in, in, even with taking that into consideration, I was even thinking, I feel like I've seen this character and I, I don't know anything about this character. So I yeah, any play could come out tomorrow and just and and you could just everything I could and everything I'm saying right now could just be total BS nonsense that is I don't know anything. I was sitting there, man. I know what you're gonna say not to cut you off, but like I was sitting there thinking, is this is this Jin Urso? That's what again <laughs> I was I've seen this character. Yeah, like I said, Jin Urso. And I'm even going outside of the at Doctor Afra, like Sonastaros. Give me a Sonastaros game. That's even more diverse, which yeah. I would like. I would love to play Sonastaros. Yeah. So I'm just like, what is it? Why? Who is this? Why do I? If if you're just gonna make some other random person, like just give me someone I can customize. Right. And you know, or do like a, a Far Cry Mass Effect type thing where. You're one character, but you can choose if it's male or female. But you can customize the character to make it look how you want. It's it's something like that. But it is still one character with one story. Again, it's it's so hard. One, because of like the technology thing, take that out of it. It's also yeah. been hard because Star Wars is trying to tell a canon story. And it's like, yeah, I know. Yeah. are you going to infuse this person into canon? Honestly, like I would, I would take like the Madden 2K approach of like you're playing with, you're you whatever you're like you're playing NBA 2K. You're in a story. You can make the player whatever name and have him look however he looks. But like they call him Orange Juice or they call him fr the franchise. They give him some name right. that's like you know <laughs> that they just call him throughout and like, that's part of the story. Like have this person be called like that's the Mandalorian. You know, they, like, yeah. they call, everyone calls yeah, him Mando. Exactly. Just call him Mando. Or call him <laughs> you know Fulcrum or something some code name. Yes. But that's not actually your name. And like you can have that figure be somebody, yes, that person was in Star Wars and it was your character in this game and we all know who who that is. Yeah. Um so I think that that is but I think they also see like the value of you know creating a character like Cal Kestis and now having yeah. the ability to play in that sandbox in, you know, other mediums, whether it be books, TV shows, cartoons, movies, comics, that it's harder to do that with if you don't create a new character. Um, but at the end of the day, I feel like it's a video game first, you know? So 
I mean, it goes both ways. Um, but I agree. Like I was sitting here, I was, I was, I was sitting there watching this trailer, being like, "There's nothing about this character seems unique," uh, which is yeah, which is fine because again, it's a video game first. It's not like it's not a movie, but um. But like the whole, like the cinematic, it was a cinematic. So I'm supposed to be getting behind yeah. like the story, getting behind like the characters you're gonna be playing with. And if I'm sitting here being like, okay, you know, Rebels, Jedi, story, Crime Syndicate. That's uh, what I'm. That's what I'm. Kind of, you know, that's what I'm saying. Generic female, uh, you know, rebellious personality, scoundrel character, like. What what is it what what is there that we haven't seen yet? That's and, why I can argue that Cal Kestis was just generic Order sixty six kid, but like I don't know. I mean, it just then it, at that point it just comes down to like those stories are always going to be more interesting for a lot of people. It's more interesting more depth than that's why I feel like there's there might be something to this character that we don't know because you don't make this oh, character, boy. but like Jin Erso, there was nothing. You know, right? It was only you know her character's relevance to the story, you know, and to yeah. the one. But there yeah, was no like story, Stardust and all that. All that stuff. Yeah, it wasn't like oh she was you know secretly Count Dooku's granddaughter or something crazy like that. Which not that I wanted to see that, but like that is always the question, you know, it's like with Ray, you know, what is making this person so important? Why am I? Why am I supposed to care about the person? Like with this, this is like that question to a million. I'm like you're not even you're not a Jedi, you're you're, you're a this is a, a a story that we didn't need to know until now. That's happening at a time where so much other stuff was happening. Why is this person not relevant? You know why aren't you just making this game? Why aren't you just making it a Mandalorian game? And I'm playing with Din Djarin or or why isn't you just, why are you just making this an Ahsoka game or something with a character that we already know? <laughs> you know we already have familiarity with. Why are you just making a Ray Skywalker game? You know like. Don't, don't, that's the question that I would have. I completely agree, and like, it's a shame because even even things like even like um Versio, Battlefront Two, I I enjoyed that story a ton. A lot of people complained it was too short. I agree that it was too short, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I greatly enjoyed it. I enjoyed the book, the companion book that came out that had a story. It was very Iden centric in terms of her. In the in the uh, and um, in the uh, squadron that she was in, very compelling story. Janina Gavankar did a great job in that in that um, still in that uh, role playing that that character in the story. And it's just, but it's just like it's just, but that was interesting. That was interesting. Okay, from the perspective of a of an imperial like special unit soldier. Right, like that's very fascinating, right? After episode six, wow, okay, interesting. This is just okay, scoundrel, rebels empire in the underworld. It's like, all right, I mean, yeah, but, yeah. but like, what else though? <laughs> you know, like, like, what else is like, that's it. It's like, that that can't be it. That's why I'm hoping tomorrow, and again, well, next show we'll find out. I'm hoping tomorrow we see what else is like compelling. Yeah, somebody. About, this is a, this is Doctor Afra with a cat. That's what I'm saying, and she, and this isn't even Afra. Afra is I don't know. 
Uh, again, I haven't <laughs> seen enough. I haven't seen enough from, uh, you know, to judge to make any judgments. If I if if I were sitting at a roundtable at Lucasfilm, and this was pitched to me, I'm I'm striking it down. I'm saying I'm I'm or at the very least I'm asking questions. I'm saying okay, so what else is like? What else is this? Okay, we got you know Underworld and you know Han Solo's in Carbonite between five and six, so we're not going to see him. So, you know, is it, uh, I mean, I, okay, the Pikes, I'm sure the Huts are probably involved in some way. Probably, you know, Crimson Dawn, I'm sure, probably other gangs and whatnot. Yeah, like, where's like, Kira? Yeah, Kira. Another archetype for the character. Yeah. Right? Or another person, another character who fits in that archetype. But, you know, but like, like, where's she at? <laughs> yeah, you know, like, like, but I would need more than this. And, but, I mean, that's and, just my. And when you talk about. I was just no, gonna say, well, no, I'll yeah. let you go. Okay, no, I was I was gonna say like, and that, but that's just me. I'm partial to not being particularly impressed by the scoundrel archetype story. Yeah, right. Like, the Mandalorian you know, I, was really good with that. They 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 like maximized because I was I was worried about that. I was like, right, man, a bounty hunter scoundrel <laughs> show. Yes, like. Is that yeah, am I gonna be interested in that? And they 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 made it excellent. Yeah, but and they maybe Yoda helps or Grogu, I guess, helps a yeah, ton. One hundred percent because they they leaned a lot more into the the Force stuff than if like if he's not in it and it has none of that. I think a lot of people are don't care. Yeah, or they're checked out after a little while. I was just gonna say, I mean, even on the customization thing, with something like Star Wars, like it goes beyond. Like you mentioned, like you know, you know, it goes beyond you know, male or female or you know, Skin color. race, like, yeah, like species. Like, what if I want to play with an alien? Yeah, like, yeah, I've seen like, people saying that too. What if I want to be a Twi'lek or like a Rodian or right something else? Yeah, like there's so many, so many unique species. What if I want to be a Wookiee? You know, like You're that would. Right. You know, I, I know they're touting this as, like, the first open-world Star Wars game, which is, you know, again, a great feat. We'll see, you know, with the gameplay tomorrow, and we'll probably rehash some of this conversation next time we do the show when we see the actual gameplay. But, like, but, we'll, but like, how amazing would it have been, you know, we'll, one, we'll see what, how, how open-world and how how that all looks, but how how amazing would it have been if like it it had that, but then it also had like the ability to play with any kind of Star Wars character, you know. Yeah. And yes, there there are there have been you know MMOs and stuff like that where you can do that, um, but but in a game like this, that would have been perfect. I I completely agree. I think this should have this would have benefited a lot from being just being able to customize your character, um, or and or. It not being a scoundrel type character, right? Like if this character was force sensitive, which they may be. Again, I I don't know anything, but if this character was force sensitive, if this character was a bounty hunter, right? Like if they weren't like just oh just Han Solo, just a, some scoundrel, they yes, were a, yes. like a Boba Fett, you know. Um, um, I'm forgetting her name from from the book of Boba Fett, the Ming Na Wen's character. Yes, uh, Fennec Shan. Yeah, Fennec Shan. If they were like that type of like bounty hunter, then it's like okay, all right. Um, 
or you know just something else something that's like more than just oh you know just finding my way in the galaxy on my own just more than just that or like smuggling which it seems like i hope that's not like the primary activity that we're doing i'm hope it's like something like that's like very big like big big like very impactful stuff um something that will make me like very invested in this character and this story that they're trying to tell um because i mean if i if we haven't gotten cal Kestis, we haven't gotten uh cameron monahan yet we're i don't know whoever this is we're probably never going to see them in anything so it's just like why am i why are we doing this like i would have rather had an afro game or if, if this was whether i would rather had an afro game or like something else where it's like a character that I'm invested in already. Imagine a Poe Dameron game. Like I play that. The Poe Dameron <laughs> you know, like, what did that be? It's not even like, like It's not even like Poe Dameron's the most popular Star Wars character. He's probably not top fifteen, but you still make a ton of money. If you brought Oscar, Oscar Isaac in do some motion capture and you get to run around as Poe Dameron and go on go on a bunch of missions and stuff. I mean yeah, yeah. And you can still tell an original story, but it like I don't know, you know, I, I, that's that's the thing. I mean, again, the story part we have to harp on that because that's all we saw. You know, I can't. Yeah, exactly. I can't well, tell we don't have any gameplay anymore. I can't say that the gameplay looks terrible. It's a little stupid. It might, it might the gameplay might overshadow any of this. Yeah, you know, we you might see five minutes of gameplay and say this looks like you know this is one of the greatest games of all time. Yeah, um, but. And look, the bar was set high from Jedi Survivor, so uh, I do get though why they they say to themselves that the Lucasfilm games and their whole operation why they don't want to have like all Jedi stories in terms of games or all Jedi type games because um, you start to and these other studios are gonna be like, do I really want to compete with Jedi Survivor? Like, you know, yep, that's a high bar we have to reach and. You're gonna get compared and just on the portfolio, like, um, and then these other studios are saying, "Well, well, we, you know, that that's the market we we've cornered." And now you're gonna let other studios make uh, similar games to the game we have. So I think that that's that's uh, where it gets a little dicey. Um, so I'm sure they're just waiting for JDR Survivor Three to to go back and make another game like that. Yeah, and and just to kind of piggyback off of what 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 you um, just said as well, I and and this will be the last thing I say on this as well. Like, I feel like the bar has been set very high by Jedi Survivor, and I would even go further to say by most Star Wars things that have come out that have not been that have not been in the movie theaters. Um, the bar, all these other stories. Have set the bar very high. I've, I have, especially as of late. Um, well, I say honestly, since Disney bought Star Wars, but especially as of late, they've been setting the bar very high in terms of the quality of these stories and, and games that they've been putting out. Um, I enjoyed Battlefront One a lot. Battlefront Two release, it was a kind of a pay to win mess, but but after a while, after they just and apparently they just released a version that just has everything in it, um, which is just. You know, if you play Battlefront 2, you just play it as everyone with no limitations. And people are having a ton of fun with that. I've, of course, greatly enjoyed Fallen Order. I enjoyed Jedi Survivor even more. 
the bar has been set very high by all these other projects, all these books, all these comics, very, very high quality stuff. And like, we're still doing this Rebels Empire scoundrel stuff. It's like, no, we're, we're like past that. We need something better than that. Like, like, why is, again, if they, if I was sitting at the desk and they, Ubisoft showed me this, I'd be like, no, like what else, what else? <laughs> like there needs to be, you need to add something else to yeah. this. So, um, so yeah, that's just, that's just my soapbox, uh, my mini soapbox, uh, rant with regards to this game. I'm still, like I said at the top, still going to get it. Still going to play it. Still going to hope it's fantastic. I hope the gameplay we see tomorrow, of course, we'll report back on the next show, but I hope the gameplay we see tomorrow is fantastic. And, um, you know, I love all Ubisoft games that I've played so far. I haven't been disappointed once. So I still have pretty high expectations, um, uh, at least when it comes to gameplay, but also story. I mean, all the stories that they've made, I've also been very impressed by for their games. So I still have high expectations, but so far it's just... It just hasn't met the expectation. It just hasn't so far. Uh, even though all we've seen is a cinematic, the cinematic just didn't do that much for me. Um, uh, but moving on to Ahsoka, we also um, have just a, a few bits and uh, bits of uh, news to talk about with regards to um, the Ahsoka show uh, that we'll be releasing. Um, so we got. So I think the first, uh, I think the uh, a good place to start is just the TV spot that we got. So we got a release of a new TV spot, um, and it it shows mostly the same clips, but it does include a clip of Sabine fighting with a lightsaber. Now that is something that is, well, if you've watched Rebels, you you have seen her fight with a lightsaber before, especially the dark saber, um, but. I think that's that's something new and, and definitely something noteworthy and something that I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, kind of, what were your thoughts on the on the TV spot that we got? Yeah, I mean, you know, Ahsoka's looking good so far. I mean, again, I, I mean, it's the most exciting Star Wars property we have coming out for me uh, in the near future. Um, I mean, to me, I think that it, it's 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 interesting because, you know, one, I mean, like you said, Sabine, we got an introduction to Sabine, you know, being trained in lightsaber combat. Um, I believe it was Kanan, right? That was the that trained her. Yes, very briefly. Um, so. We'll see. We'll see more of that uh, and how that tied in. It, was it Ahsoka that gave for more more training? I would assume, but who knows? Um, right. So, yeah, I mean that should be interesting. Uh, I believe the release date was August twenty third. Yep. Uh, August twenty third. Yep. So, um, back on Wednesdays, which is uh, always interesting. I'm, I'm not sure if there's a Marvel show. I mean, Marvel hasn't. They don't tell you when shows are coming out until a week before. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I don't know if we know what exactly was coming out in August, but I don't know if there's going to be a, to be a Marvel overlap. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, and I don't think there is. I think it's Loki is the next one after Secret Invasion. I don't think that's coming out till October. So um, 
so yeah, yeah. It look, I think it'll just be running by itself in terms of unless maybe what if stuff might, might be the only one, but uh, it should be running for the most part by itself over that time. So yeah, I mean that's gonna be huge. Um, and yeah, so I, I'm excited. Still the same shots with Thrawn and Ezra. And those, those are the two things that people want to see the most. Uh, so they're holding that close to the vest, which I'm glad. I don't need to see too much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're holding a lot of stuff. Um, they're not showing too much. Um, we do now know that that uh, or at least reports are coming out that Rex will be in the show. Um, so yes, we are looking forward to tomorrow Morrison. Uh, yep, tomorrow Morrison's Rex is playing Rex, um, which makes sense because he played Django Fed Boba Fett and at this point. Of course, they bring him back to play Rex. Um, I am very much looking forward to that as well. Um, and we got some more photos is in uh, Variety magazine as well because Variety had a a um, a a whole kind of you know Ahsoka like cover and articles and all that um, to kind of preview the show. Um, so yeah, a lot of uh, very very clear new images of Ahsoka, Sabine, and Hera as well. Image of Hera as well. So. It is, um, and things are kind of starting to, starting to heat up in terms of getting the Ahsoka hype ready. This, and this is kind of the stuff I was expecting at, at, um, at a celebration, but we're getting it now. Uh, but Ken, do you have any thoughts on, on any of those things? Yeah, no, I mean, look, I mean, this is Filoni's vision through and through at this point. Like he's read, you know, he's the writer on every episode. Um, but it's perfect. Producer, like, you know, this is this is going to be the, and I and I, I think it'll be interesting to see this show versus like the Mandalorian versus Book of Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett, like the Mandalorian, for example, is very. Uh, there's a lot of different people that work on it, and it's what many ways I think has made it very good is that it's not the same thing every week you know one week it's directed by yep. John Favreau the next it's Rick Famuyiwa then it's you know uh you know Dallas uh Dallas Howard um you know and then it's uh Filoni and all these different people uh versus you know in the book of Boba Fett for example was mostly Rodriguez um, who did that? Uh, and obviously he he wrote and directed he he directed the episode uh that introduced Boba Fett uh in 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 the Mandalorian. But um, it'll be interesting to see um is it the Robert Rodriguez model that they go with with this? You know that's what it seems with 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 the Mandalorian where Filoni's doing ninety percent of it. He's it's his vision. Will that have more success than Book of Boba Fett did? Um, mm. You know, versus yeah. the Mandalorian model of taking multiple different people with multiple different styles of back in backgrounds. Taika Waititi doing an episode, Peyton Reedy coming in doing an episode. Again, the total, uh, total who's who of of filmmakers, directors, and writers, and um having a different change of pace every episode. Some episodes were hitting more than others. Some of the episodes weren't great. Uh, so that, that sometimes ends up being the downside to that. But 
Um, yes. I know for a fact I tend to like the episodes that Dave Filoni has done live action. Uh, those have been most of my favorite episodes. So I have a hard time believing I'm not going to like what he does here. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited. And then when you talk about Rex, I mean, to me, that that was a no-brainer. You know, I think it's one of those things that's such a layup. I didn't that I'm not upset. <laughs> I wish I wouldn't have known it. Uh, right. But you know, but I'm not upset because I knew it was happening. It's like would I have liked to? Would I? You know, with like Liam Neeson being in Obi Wan. You know, like that's not. Someone would have told me that would have been reported. I'm like, okay, you know, it's not a spoiler, but it's but it's better to not know. That he's in it going in because then when it, when it happens that moment was incredible it's like oh you know you don't know you're waiting it's the last moment you're like i haven't seen him yet and then it finally happened so um so that's the things that you may lose some of that depending on when he shows up instead of sitting on it waiting for him to show up but i mean we knew boba fett was coming in mandalorian season two and i wasn't like you know offended right you know? and it still didn't didn't take that much away from the from the moment it still was excellent uh, again, Rex makes a ton of sense. Seeing him with these cast of characters, Filoni, you know, helped create the character. Filoni helped bring the character into the Rebels. Um, makes sense that he he'll be in live action. Uh, <laughs> I guess we'll see. If, if Filoni has has always been vague about whether or not he's the guy from whatever it was, Return of the Jedi, uh, or uh, you know, is it, whether it's the same character, but. <laughs> You know, we'll see if they, they acknowledge that at all. But, um, yeah, I mean, the whole gang at this point, I mean, the only person missing is Kanan. You know, Freddie Prinze Jr., he was on, uh, I think it was, I think he was on Christian Harloff. And he was talking about how he's kind of uh, kind of out on playing Kanan and okay. doing anything Star Wars related. And he's kind of, he's upset that he played Kanan in, in, uh, <laughs> in uh, Rise, of, Rise of Skywalker. He voiced and... And uh, Bat Batch, like, kind of cheapened the character a little bit. So, like, I don't know, you know. So I don't expect to see anything Kane and Jarrett's related, uh, which is unfortunate because, you know, we know that, uh, we don't know that his son's going to be it, but we assume that his son might make an appearance, so. Um, oh, so we didn't, so we didn't like the uh, Kane stuff in the Bad Batch? Didn't seem like it. Like, not that, it, it, and the way, the way he said it, it wasn't like he was like, it, I thought it was bad. I think he just felt like, it should have ended. Any everything Kanan should have ended with Rebels. Like okay, I mean that's fair. Enough. Anything else is just like you know, it's just extra like shock value stuff. You know, I get it, but it, it was. I mean, it was weird <laughs> to have like you know, forty year old, fifty year old Freddie Prince <laughs> voicing a twelve year old Caleb Dune to begin with. But um, but still, right. you know, the the nostalgia of it, I have no problem. But uh. And he really didn't need to be in Rise of Skywalker, but you know, again, they had to do it. They they, they had to find people, you know, that people recognize. But, um, but I think honestly, I think for them, it's more about respect for him as much as it is, and his character it is about like trying to use Kanan for clicks or anything like that. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, it's interesting. Um. But yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I I'm also, of course, very excited to see Rex and and um, you know, 
I mean, I I probably don't need to see anything uh, anything Canaan related, even in flashbacks or anything like that. Um, Force Ghost. Force Ghost. Anything Force like that. I, I definitely don't need to see anything like that. Huh? You don't want any any Canaan's voice in, in anyone's head? Yeah, the voices or... I don't really need anything like that. You know, I mean, I feel like his character was there and there is a, I feel like there is a presence to, I'm not saying they can't refer to his character, but just, he doesn't have to appear. I mean, there is something to be said about characters dying and it being meaningful. You know, if he's right. just showing up as a force ghost, chatting it up, it's like, I mean, is he really dead? I mean, he is, yeah. but like, not really. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's still around, you know, you can still talk to him, you can still do all that kind of stuff. So, um, <laughs> So yeah, I, I don't need him to show up. It's so interesting because this would be the perfect like, like these flashbacks. I mean, look, the biggest issue with Obi Wan that I'll always have is their handle. Their handling of flashbacks was terrible. Like they they only used like two of them, <laughs> if that. Uh, it was just like the, it was just the the Order sixty six, you know, Vader, and it was uh, Anakin Obi Wan. I think that might have been it. But um, mm -hmm. and like they didn't obviously they didn't use any CGI again, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I before before the show, apparently Shabuk, the deep fake guy, apparently left Lucasfilm, so that maybe that's why Hayden Christensen looks looks like he's forty in that show. But yeah. um, but you know, I just felt like they didn't utilize that would have been the perfect opportunity, obviously, to utilize flashbacks and to tell help tell the story, kind of Arrow style. Um. Like, but this show, this show, or like some sort of Ezra spinoff that is being rumored slash theorized, whatever you want to call it, uh, or speculated. Like, if we're gonna get Ezra Bridger, and we're, we already got Ahsoka, and we have Sabine, we have the Rebels crew, like the Ghost crew, like flashbacks with with Kane and Jarrus would be helpful. Um. But, yeah, I think for an Ezra show, especially, you know, but but like it's hard, you know, because again, and like you don't want to have to cast all these different people. Like then you have to cast somebody to play Canon. Is it going to be Freddie Prinze? Not, you know, does he look <laughs> like? Yeah, does he look like Canon? Probably not. You know, you probably find somebody who looks more likely. <laughs> but then the voice right. isn't him, and the voice is very recognizable. So hey, again, it's just it's a lot of hoops that you got to jump through and. When you're talking about transferring these characters from live action to to uh to the on so to animation, but um and vice versa. But yeah, no. I, I mean the they like you said, this show's got so many things on its plate that that's like eighty on the that's number eighty on the agenda is are we are we gonna see Kane and Jarrett? I mean I just wanna see Ezra done right. You know, I just wanna see Thrawn. And I also want to see Zeb. We haven't seen anything Zeb yet. Yeah, we sure. got, yeah, no, that's 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 weird because we know he's in it. Like that's that's a foregone. He's got to show up. He has to show up. And it might be that they're hiding Zeb, which again I applaud. Them. Like I don't need to see Zeb. I don't need to see Rex or any of these things. Like there are some surprises that are best left for the show. I think Mandalorian did an excellent job with that end book of Boba Fett. Like they didn't show you Cad Bane in the in the trailer. Um. We right. didn't know he was going up. We didn't know Luke Skywalker was showing up and any of this stuff. Like, you know, baby, we didn't know Baby Yoda was showing up, and he was in the first episode. Like, there's there's times where it's good to keep surprises 
they're not doing that with Thrawn. I think, again, we talked about the Mandalorian finale. Like, I think they really botched not just introducing Thrawn in the Mandalorian, but uh, right. but they're using Thrawn to get people to watch, which I think is a strange strategy because I think anyone that would have watched this show, anybody that knows who Thrawn is probably is watching this show. And, or at least like at least knows that he's gonna be in it. So like, and they they're gonna watch it. Anybody that that doesn't know who Thrawn is or doesn't care that he's in it, like they they're just you know they're gonna watch it just because they like Rosario Dawson or they like the Mandalorian or they like Ahsoka. So I don't know how much they had to gain from teasing Thrawn as this as this big bad, but um, but if they were gonna do it, I would rather them show me him. So I don't know. They they've played a weird game so far. Again, showing you Ezra and like some sort of weird holocron where you're like, is that him? Wearing the same stuff, but there's no way that's what that's how they would introduce Ezra in the trailer. So they've handled some of the marketing with some of these characters who are interesting. Because like you said, if all that is the case with Ezra and Thrawn, why aren't you showing me Zeb? You know, you're showing me Hera, but you're not showing me Zeb. Like that doesn't make it doesn't make one. They don't add up. You show me Chopper, but I don't get to see Zeb. I've already seen. Him. It's not even like we haven't seen him yet. We know what he looks like. Action, you know, so right. I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't know what their strategy is there, but I don't know. Maybe he's like I don't know if he were Callus or something like that. Like maybe there's a there's another story. Maybe, that, yeah. That that they don't want to reveal, but um, yeah, but yeah I mean, no. Zeb. I, I mean. I'm almost as excited to see Zeb as I am to see any of the other characters, you know, outside of Ezra and Thrawn, you know. I mean, that, yeah. I mean, because the, the, it was so real. Like, he's going to look more like him than any of the other characters. Yes. Like, yes. Sabine, I don't, like, I, I, the actress, you know, I'm sure she'll do an excellent job. She doesn't, like, she doesn't look like Sabine. I mean, she looks enough like Sabine that I'm, I can believe it. But I'm not like, oh, my God, that's Sabine in live action. Um, right. But Zeb, I'm like, that is 100% Zeb. You know, because it's obviously CGI, but exactly. You know, like you know, besides him and Chopper, those are the two where I'm like, this is crazy. This is I'm looking at Chopper in live action. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, this is gonna be, uh, this will be interesting, man. I mean, there's a lot of excitement, uh, and I think Star Wars definitely needs to win after Mandalorian, a shaky, shakiest season of Mandalorian for sure. Um, Book of Boba Fett was okay. Uh, Obi Wan was good, but you know, again, I think left some meat on the bone for a lot of people. wasn't the the A plus success that I think a lot of people hoped it would have been. So they need a they need a smash success. And Dave Filoni usually the the is usually exactly what the doctors order when you need a, a hit in the Star Wars community. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed all around. I mean, I I'm very excited. Um, for Ahsoka, I'm sure we'll be doing many more shows, many more Ahsoka-centric shows uh, leading up to the release because, man, I think I think this is going to be a big mark for Dave as well in his career. Not to make this about him necessarily, but I do I do think this is going to be a big mark for him in his career and and him leading projects at Lucasfilm. We know, of course, he's getting the movie as well, the Mandoverse movie that he's going to be doing. Um, but I think this will just help to further cement his standing at Lucasfilm and give him more, just add to his credibility in terms of what he can do behind the camera. 
in live action and not not just be branded the animation guy or just the Lucasfilm encyclopedia guy. Yeah, it's um, good. Yeah, I know. Yeah. The Pablo Hidalgo, like yeah, the Hidalgo esque story group. <laughs> yeah. Um, like yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those deals where like I think he was sort of I don't think ostracized. I like I don't know the political. I don't know the politics of the the the, the, the Lucasfilm. So mm-hmm. I don't work there. I can't tell you. But like, but it just seemed from afar for a company that you know we've heard some stuff, and then you just see the way they moved, you see the way they made decisions. That like, mm-hmm. that he was sort of like he like they it hurt him. His connection to George Lucas hurt him. I feel like more than it helped him early on. Like. I think they 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 relied on him like they needed him because they needed somebody that could speak George's language and could could you know tap into some yeah. of that creativity and imagination. But they also were like, we don't want to like we also want to do new stuff though. We don't want to just be we just don't want to play the hits. So we're gonna kind of go away from like we'll we'll keep Filoni in animation and we'll have him do the thing. But like and we'll 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 lean on him when we need him. But for the most part, we're gonna we're gonna bring in new people like JJ Abrams with this one and that one and. Yeah, and, I, and, and that's that's how it looked from the outside. Again, I can't speak for them, but like, I don't think they understood that. Like, one, if you were paying attention to the stuff he did with Rebels and um, obviously, Wars. you know, Clone Wars in the past and whatnot. Like, he he's not just played the hits. Like, he he's created a lot of new ideas um, within yeah. Star Wars, uh, and especially with Rebels now, most recently. I mean, new concepts that they're still adding to and they're still incorporating to this day. But um I think now they're starting to realize like with this Mandalorian run that there's a creativity and plus like you bring in John Favreau and then Favreau really also gives him like that stamp of like, you know, it's like it, like I'm sure J I'm sure him and JJ Abrams didn't have much of a relationship. Whereas Favreau comes in, I believe he loses a voice on the Clone Wars at one point. Yeah, um, he was. Yep. Yeah, the voice on the They have a relationship. He's able to come in and say, "No, Filoni is the is the real deal." You know, if I'm making a Star Wars show, I want to make it with this guy. And you know, and they kind of fell onto the success. So that's how it looks from the outside. But I think they're. This is going to be like we're in a new era of Star Wars now, where they actually look at Dave Filoni as not as like a, you know, somebody from the old guard that's kind of just still hanging around just because. He has nothing better to do as as opposed to like yeah. somebody who should be a chief creative mind behind all of this stuff. You know, it doesn't have yeah. to be yeah. at, at the end of the day, it's like Kevin Feige. Like, I don't agree with everything he does or every idea that he has, but um but for the most part, he has a pretty good, you know, shooting percent. He has a pretty good handle on what the fans want to see. And and also, I think he's the least divisive character figure from like creative side that they've had. You know, the exactly. stuff he made it hasn't been very controversial. Like, I really don't know anything he's made that's been controversial. I mean, you know, I guess Rebels to some degree has been it was, it was somewhat controversial, but it was like more just like just I think everybody kind of agrees with with what Rebels is. Just not perfect, but it, but it has very high highs. Um, so I, that's yeah. that's the thing. Whereas almost every other corner of Star Wars, that's not like a comic or a book. There's like major disagreements on, you know, 
if on anything. Well, people make everybody thinks something stinks or something is great, you know, with everything else in Star Wars. Um, very rarely can they get everybody to agree, and Dave Filoni's has that quality. That's what they need. Yeah, and and you know, shout out to um, Rebel Force Rebel Force Radio as well. I was listening to them. Um, this was maybe about a month ago, so it was a while ago. But they had brought up that when they had talked to Dave and they, he he had mentioned when Disney bought Lucasfilm and they like asked him, hey, so what's because they were they were covering the Clone Wars and all that when it was airing. Right. And they had asked him, you know, so what's what do you think is going to happen with the show and, and all that? And he's just like, I don't know. <laughs> you yeah, know, like he, like he had no idea. Like he was just like you said, like he was he was he was part of the old guard. Like, hey, I don't know. Like, they can they can can it. They can bring it back. They can, like I have no idea what the future holds for the Star Wars and animation. Like, I don't know. Um, And just to see him go from that to where he is now, it's just a testament to um you know the quality of what he brings to the table and and you know um and just the the amount of goodwill he's earned with the fans through the quality of his work and um and just the fact that George had ta- taught him so much he's the closest thing they have to George yeah just logically it just makes sense and again they wanted to get away from that like that hurt him for a long for a long time like, right they don't- we don't want another George. We just we bought Star Wars. They, George was selling Star Wars because he knew what he was doing, and that was their mind. You know, that was in their right. mind, and, and so and I and I get some of it, but again, you have to remove like Filoni is just like George Lucas Junior. Like he, you know, he yeah, he like yes, right. he, that that's his that's his protege, and Filoni can speak to everything that George not everything, but you know, eighty percent of what George wanted to do. How he looks at different characters and their, you know, fit in the Star Wars universe, but, um, but that he's also he also is a great creative mind in himself. And I think you mentioned what you mentioned his ability to communicate with fans. I think it's also a very underrated skill that yeah. for a long time was just ignored. But we would see it because again we watch Celebration and and Comic Con every year and. We see these interviews, or we just watch him on YouTube. You know, Lucasfilm has a pretty decent internal, you know, media, you know, operation, and so when they do this, you know, different stuff on YouTube, and they'd interview Dave Filoni every time. Like he, he came away more and more impressed with just his ability to communicate his ideas, sense exactly. of humor. Like you know, again, just not a divisive figure at all. Everybody loved him. Every time he has yeah. a panel, he's a rock star. Every time he goes to these conventions, he's a rock star. More than yeah. you think, he was he was an actor in the show. You think, you know, yeah. very and, more than and, any other creator. And like, showing how much he knows about Star Wars, right? Exactly. Not just, oh, he's just a media guy that knows how to manage the media and the public. Yeah, like he is a Star Wars fan. He's, he's a yeah. Star Wars fan. Like he loves Star Wars. Yeah. And again, it's not like because. You have to be able to do. It's kind of like someone talks about being a being a general manager in in, in sports, where it's are right. you you know yeah you might be good at you know scouting, but you don't know how to lead a an operation, or you don't know how to speak to right. media. Right. You know, there's so many other things. Like Pablo Hidalgo knows a lot about Star Wars, but the guy we know we've seen it over the years. He's a loose cannon. You you can't trust that guy. If with a microphone in front of his face, you don't know what he's gonna say. Yes. 
or you know <laughs> what are you gonna do you know on twitter you might you might respond to somebody and curse him out or say try to make some condescending joke about something that people like and pretend that it's terrible and it's all these different things so again dave filoni doesn't do any of that dave filoni has you know 90 percent of pablo hidalgo's star wars encyclopedia mind you know or however much 75 whatever it is <laughs> but right. he's not gonna get people upset and he, he and he's also a creative who can make stories as opposed to just being able to you know tell you what's canon and what's not like he has all these different skills that you need to be in that kevin feige like role or to be in that somewhere in that vicinity where he's helping kathleen kennedy if not the head like and again, for the longest time, we knew he was the guy that they had to lean on, and it took them almost a decade to get to that point. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the fact that he's making the movie now, and he's got this Ahsoka show coming out. Like, I think this Ahsoka show, if it's good, it's just going to be a rocket ship for <laughs> one. Not only his career, but just like in the short term for Lucasfilm, the excitement for that movie is going to go through the roof because people are going to be like, "I just need more Dave Filoni stuff." There's a lot riding on the show. Yes, I completely agree with that. There's a lot riding on the show. I have very high expectations. Um, I'm sure more will come out um, as in the weeks and months leading up uh, to its release. Um, and, of course, we'll be covering it all, um, as always. Uh, but I think that's a good place to uh, end the show. So, as always, thank you all so much for listening in. Um we're gonna try. We're gonna do another show. Of course, we're as I mentioned, we're getting this um, uh, Star Wars Outlaws gameplay, so we'll have be able to talk about that. Um, we'll be able to talk about um, some of the other news that's that comes out um, as well, and um, various other rumors and other things as well. That that we're, of course we'll always just try to cover for you guys on the show. Um, so again, thank you all so much for listening. I'm your host Shamari, joined by Kendall, and we will see you guys next time. Peace.